the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You look great today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I'm going to begin to share with you on the, the anointing. The anointing for breakthrough. This is going to continue to be because I already, it's already been that way. It's been a year of, of breakthroughs. So I'm going to say that the last breakdown you had, if you, if, you, if you heed to the word of the Lord, that will be the last breakdown you ever have. Come on, if you receive that, say amen. So I'm going to declare that this will be a year of breakthroughs. And a breakthrough, and the reason I'm going to be sharing on the anointing, so stay with me these next couple of weeks. Sunday morning, Sunday I'll be sharing. And so the, the reason why we, 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 we receive breakthroughs is not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. You can't come up with your own breakthrough. You'll break down eventually. <laughs> You'll break down. Amen. So the breakthrough comes as a result of the anointing. And I pray that you get so hungry to see the anointing of God manifested in your life. That like I said, the last breakdown you ever had will be the last breakdown you will ever experience. Who believes that? Amen. People experience breakdowns. I've experienced breakdowns. But I, when I got this, I determined the last breakdown I, that was told to me, the last breakdown. You see, but it's, not, it's, it's conditional. It's not automatic. But God is such a good God. Anybody know him this morning? God is such a good God that he's, you know, he's not a respecter of person. I like to think that he prefers me, right? But, but he, what he's done and what he's given, he's made it available for to whomsoever. Anybody that wants it. Amen. And so... So that is why I'm going to be sharing on the anointing, the anointing for breakthrough. Um, I was looking up that word before I begin to share with you. I was, I was looking, you know, because for a long time, it's been misunderstood, just like I understood it. I was always looking for my breakthrough. I was going here, there, everywhere, looking for a breakthrough until I realized that the breakthrough doesn't come from the outside. The breakthrough comes from within you. Breakthrough, things don't break through from the outside inward. It happens from the inside, you outside. Because we carry the spirit of breakthrough. If the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives in you, the same, somebody shout same. If the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead Death, pulled him out of the grave, lives in you. Where? Where? Say like this, in me. That same spirit will break through anything. And it'll bring you out of anything. But by the anointing. And it'll happen from inside out. And so I was... 
I, I got that revelation, and you must get it yourself too. Breakthrough comes from within me by the anointing. Breakthrough is not out here somewhere. It's in me. Say breakthrough is in me. The spirit of God in me is the spirit of breakthrough. I carry breakthrough. And I will break through anything in Jesus' name. Amen. And so I was looking up the word breakthrough, and it says a military movement or advance all the way through and beyond the enemy's, enemy's frontline front defense. A military movement or advance all the way through. No more reaching something halfway, no more going forward a little bit and then backwards, no more ups and downs, no more advancing a little bit and then finding yourself back in the same position, no more. From glory to glory, from strength to strength, from faith to faith, and from victory to victory, because you carry the breakthrough that will carry you all the way through and beyond. And no matter what enemy stands in front of you, the spirit of breakthrough that you're carrying will propel you all the way to the front and, and more. Hallelujah. Any significant or sudden advancement, development, achievement, or increase, it removes barriers and causes you to progress. That's the life of a believer. I'm so glad I discovered this because religion tells you, oh, just put up with it. Oh, that's just how life is. Oh, you know, maybe that's what God wants for you. Ah. Oh. No. So, I, I sense breakthrough already. See, because when revelation comes, enlightenment, of, of what God says, it, it empowers you. Faith empowers you. Faith, faith, faith doesn't sit. Faith doesn't wait. Faith, it, the, the, the Bible says the kingdom of God suffered violent, but violent people take what belongs to them by force. You make the thief pay what he stole from you. If he's stolen your health, take it. It's yours. If he's stolen your peace, take it. It's yours. Whatever it is, take it. But you won't unless you rise up. Unless you get aggressive with it. Unless you realize God has put, given me a place of authority over all the works of the enemy. Why am I sitting here crying? Why am, I sitting cry Why am I sitting here being a victim? Why am I letting people feel sorry for me? Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I'm the redeemed of the Lord. That's what the Bible says. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom the Lord has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. I'm the redeemed of the Lord. I've been rescued. You think God rescued you to left to die? You think God rescued you from darkness so that you can live a pitiful life? You think God rescued you so that you can just live a life dragging yourself, suffering, full of pressures and anxiety? The Bible says that, that there are pleasures 
at his right hand. Not pressure. We don't had enough of that. <laughs> and so, so much. <laughs> you can't expect a breakthrough without breaking bread first. I made that up, but that sounded good, right? You got to break this bread. This is the bread of life. It's the, Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. You can, you can go around and desiring all the change and cry and, 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 and think that change is going to come. Change will never come just because you got to provoke it in your life. Amen. You got to provoke this in your life by getting in it. Breaking, break the bread, and then you can expect a breakthrough. So we're going to break some bread this morning. <laughs> we're breaking bread. Went to church to break bread. And so we can't talk about the anointing without talking about the Holy Spirit. But... I'm talking about the anointing for breakthrough. So it's going to be a process. But I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's going to be a process as, as, as I go through the, the you know, to, to, to break this bread down to you. Amen. So stay with me. Amen. Stay with me. If you miss one, go catch it on, 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 on replay. But faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let me just share something about the anointing. The anointing, say anointing. Well, let me, let me say something else first. Let me read something to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say the anointing for breakthrough. So the anointing is a divine enabling. Get this. The anointing of God that is an outflow of the Holy Spirit is a divine enabler. Enabler. So you are enabled by the anointing to do. Amen. Not to look anointed. I don't even know what that is. As far as you know. But to enable you. It is an outflow. The anointing, it's an outflow. Say outflow. See, it comes within. The anointing is an enabler. You might have not felt strength. You might have not felt capable. You might have not been able to pull through. But I'm telling you, if you grab this, the anointing that outflows from the Holy Spirit will enable you to do the impossible. God did that for his children. God did that for his children. You think God, we're just going to come to church and then suffer our way to heaven? This is the hour of the church. Amen. This is the hour of the church. And you must operate in this. And there ain't no fake it till you make it. 
You quit faking it and start getting it for real, and then you'll begin to make it. <laughs> I, I was taught that in my early years of ministry. Fake it, just fake it till you make it, and I just became a fake. I wasn't seeing any results. Why? Because I was faking it. What is fake it? That, that doesn't, the Bible doesn't say that. Pretend. It's not even, we don't even pretend till we have it. We, it's not, we're not pretending. It's done. So if it's, I might not look like, I might not, you know, you might not be where you want to be, but it's in you. It's there. And you're not faking it. Don't worry what people say. Don't worry what it looks like. <laughs> and so the anointing is a divine enabling. It's an outflow Say outflow and do this because I need you to, it's, it's an outflow of the Holy Spirit through you. Because the Holy Spirit comes and lives in you. And then the anointing enables you and it's an outflow of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, say the Holy Spirit. You're going you're gonna to go to another level in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because you know the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. There's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We have that God the Holy Spirit in us. And so the Holy Spirit, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but he's, he took the baton from Jesus when Jesus went to be with the Father. He took the baton from Jesus, and he, now he's the executive chief of the church. And he lives in us. Hallelujah. So, there's a difference between the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the anointing. And I'll get into that a little bit more. And so, let me tell you something about the Holy Spirit. Because you can't talk about the anointing without talking about the Holy Spirit. Because the anointing is the outflow that outflows from the Holy Spirit. Amen. So who is the Holy Spirit? Yeah. What the Holy Spirit is not. It's important to know what he's not because, you know, can I tell you something? Anything that God has given for his children to be empowered in advance the devil makes his best business to pervert it so that you never walk in the fullness of it. Some of his major targets, it's God's will for you, you to prosper financially, God's will for you to walk in divine health, and the Holy Ghost. Because the, the anointing results out of the Holy Spirit, which is what is going to enable you and empower you to do all that God has called you to do. So he does his best to, to get people to never to receive. He'll get them to uh, focus on, you know, uh, 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 he, he's a twister. For what purpose? So that you never walk in it or in the fullness of it. For what reason? So that you never fulfill God's will for your life. And so he'll, you know, he does his best to do that. But, but 
But what does that got to do with us if we have the bread of life? Amen. I don't like. Anyways, okay. So what is he not? Okay, did you hear me? He. He is not a feeling or a falling. The Holy Spirit is not a feeling and the Holy Spirit is not a, is a falling. You know, there's people that don't, you know, a, a falling under the power is scriptural. So, but the Holy Spirit is not a falling. There's people that won't come for prayer because they don't want to fall. There's people that think if I go to prayer, I have to fall. You don't have to do nothing. You just let God touch you. If you stand, you stand. If you fall, fall. That's it. Nobody's going to push you. I, I will not push you. What, what do we want me to do? People are like matrix and it's the, the touch of God. And so, and so people, you know, the enemy wants you to focus on that. And I'm going to stop saying the enemy because that, that, that makes me nauseous, like too much credit for the enemy. But you have to know these things. The important thing is to receive. My husband used to think that. They push you. You know, before he surrendered his life to the Lord, oh, that's fake, this, they push you, blah, blah, And I used to get so angry and we used to start fighting and this and that. Don't talk about it. Until God revealed himself to him. And then, uh, young, most of you know, the, you know, we had an encounter with the Lord. They invited us to church. A friend then moved into the neighborhood and found out we were living there. He had just given his life to Jesus, surrendered his life, had a radical, you know, conversion and came. And, uh, and then my husband, he invited us to church. We both, uh, you know, he said, yes, we'll go. And then uh, the pastor called us up and the pastor said, spoke a word over us. And he said, lift up your hands. And we lifted up our hands and the pastor went, receive the Holy Spirit. And he blew at us, and my husband went, yeah. <laughs> Well, we both did, but, and then he didn't know what hit him. Somebody say, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. God has a way of, of make, you know, dealing with people. He not only fell, he started speaking in tongues, and got up from that floor, was never the same. <laughs> right, babe? And so, but, you know, he's not a feeling. Oh, I feel. You feel him sometimes. You do. He's not a quake, bake, or shake. You know, if, if, but people do shake. But if, if that's happening to you and there's no transformation, I'll question it. If all you're getting is shaking, rolling, and sha-da-ba-da-ba, and then you're, there's no transformation, there's no impact, there's no fire, there's nothing changing around you, then I'll question it. Because the Holy Spirit comes to empower you. And, 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 it caught, and, and, and then there's an outflow of the anointing to enable you. To empower you to do, to be profitable. Just in ministry, no, in every area of your life. 
in every area of your life. This, the Holy Spirit is not just for ministry. It's for your marriage. It's for your children. It's for your household. It's for your business. It's for every area of your life. Amen. So he's not a feeling or a falling. And we're going to operate in this anointing. Because it's not just for ministers. It's for the believer. How many believers are here this morning? We cannot not afford to not operate in this. So he's not a feeling or a falling, nor is he a crying or a wailing. He's not an emotion. He is a person. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And he lives on the inside of us. He, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. He, the Holy Spirit. He is a personality in the order of the Godhead. He is the per third person of the Trinity. He is the chief executive of the divine program on earth. The Holy Spirit, he is the motivator, the energizer, and operator of every revealed plan from God. Acts 1.8, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And listen to this, and you shall be my witness. Too many people want the power to preach. But you need to have the power to make you his witness. I'm a witness of Jesus. I'm a witness of the life of Jesus. I'm a witness. I've seen what Jesus can do. I see, I've seen what Jesus has done. A witness is somebody that has witnessed something. Has anybody in the house witnessed the power of Jesus? You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you shall be my witness. How many witnesses are here? Say, I'm a witness. A witness is not somebody that heard something about somebody. It's somebody that witnessed. I've seen. Have you witnessed what he has done in you? So can I come and tell you? Victor, no, he ain't real. No, I don't know if you are a witness. I don't know. Have you really seen? How do you know? Oh, because I know. That look he's giving me is like, he don't got to say nothing because he knows, and I know that you know. The Holy Spirit is the revealer of truth, the Bible says. Howbeit, when the spirit of truth comes, he will uh, lead you and guide you into all truth. He is the, reve the revealer of truth. He's a revealer of the hidden treasures of the kingdom. He's a revealer of the hidden treasures of the kingdom. And the Holy Spirit will guide you and lead you into all truth. Do you know that the Holy Spirit is the most valuable asset 
to Christian living. The Holy Spirit is the, he is the most valuable asset to your Christian walk or your Christian life. The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the central figure in any breakthrough in life. The Holy Spirit is the central figure of any, somebody shot any, any breakthrough in your life. The Bible says not by might, physical strength, not by power, but by his spirit, saith the Lord. The Holy Spirit is a central figure of every breakthrough in your life. So every breakthrough in your life will be resulted by the Holy Spirit. That is why you're never going to see yourself the same. If I need something, I'm going to look inside. But remember, if you have not been breaking bread, don't expect a breakthrough. But when you've been breaking bread, you've been planting that seed, the Holy Spirit has been revealing it to you, then there's an outflow. There's an outflow. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Everywhere you go, the river is flowing. Everywhere you go, the river is flowing. And everywhere you step into that is dead, is out of order, not working, the moment the river hits it, it springs back to life in Jesus' name. This river will make way for you in whatever area of your life. Hallelujah. So, let me, let me take you here because this is too good not to share. I'm going to take my time and... And then, and then I'll, when I stop, I'll stop. <laughs> but good thing we have tonight. We'll continue. so Because <laughs> it's just so much. I was reading in the life of Saul. And listen, somebody's getting their breakthrough this morning. Somebody came needing a breakthrough. But remember, <laughs> but, but listen, as you're hearing, that breakthrough is going to. I believe some of you got it already. Hallelujah. So, in 1 Samuel chapter 10, I was reading just to give you a little, little taste of the anointing. Amen. I was reading here is the encounter of Saul before he became the, the ruler, anointed by Samuel. But if you read um, chapter 9, it goes on to say where the father had, had lost his asses, donkeys. And that's what my Bible says, okay? And so um, he, he sent Saul to go find him. And this is before Saul was king. And uh, so he lost his donkeys. He sent Saul to go find him. And then throughout the, there was a, you know, he, as he went, um, it's, the Bible says a couple of times, maybe like three times that he went and looked and they weren't there. He looked and they weren't there. He went and looked and they weren't there. And then he heard about the prophet Samuel. And in chapter 10, verse 1, we're going to read, and it says, Then Samuel 
because uh, Saul had heard of Samuel, the man of God. And, and when he encountered Samuel, God had already spoke to Samuel about Saul. And so in, in chapter 10, verse 1, it says, And Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord had anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? So Samuel anointed, say anointed, Saul. He anointed Saul by pouring oil um, upon his head. Because God had instructed him to anoint Saul. For Saul was founded to be a good man in the eyes of the Lord. And so verse 2 it says, When thou art departed from me today, then thou shalt find two men uh, by Rachel's sepulcher in the border. He's given him instructions after he had anointed him. On be- of Benjamin at Zelzah. And they will say unto you, the asses which thou wantest to seek are found. Listen to that. The asses which thou wantest to seek are found. And lo, your father had left the care of the asses and sorrowed it for you, saying, what shall I do for my son? So immediately, say immediately, when Saul was anointed, that which he had been looking for was restored unto him. The anointing in your life will bring about restoration of things that have been lost in your life. Immediately. After the anointing, I want you to say this. I am anointed. The anointing is the alpha of the Holy Spirit. If you have received the Holy Spirit, then the anointing is upon you. There are things you do to increase the anointing. And that will go. Let me just share this with you. I want you to see how important it is to operate in the anointing of God. And so the first thing that word came to him that the donkeys that his father had lost have been recovered. They have been found. In verse 3, it says, here Samuel still instructed him, then shall thou go on forward. Then shall thou go on forward from here, and thou shalt come to the plain of Tabor, and there shall meet thee three men going up to God to Bethel, one carrying three kids and another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a bottle of wine. So the second thing that happened as a result of the anointing was that every form of stagnation in Saul's life came to an end. The anointing will propel you to move forward. And shall you go Forward. Somebody shout forward. Forward. I want you to say forward only and never backwards. There's a song that says, I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you my past is over in you. Somebody shot forward. forward. So by the anointing, there was a 
recover of things that were lost. If you've lost anything in your life, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that as you hearken to the voice of the Lord and begin to operate in the anointing of God, even before the month is over, you will see a recovery of anything that has been lost in your life. In Jesus' name. Then it put an end to every form of stagnation. It caused them to go forward. Also, say also, God gave them divine relationships. How many of you know God will do that for you? He'll put people in your path to help you in whatever field, in whatever area. There's something called divine relationships, divine connections. If you're in business, God will connect you with somebody that has already gone forward and, it, and you're going where they're going. And God will, God will make the right connections, whether it be in ministry. Today, I, I, not today, but this weekend, I had the, the honor of meeting Pastor Kathy DePlantis, which was, is, it was such a great honor for me. And, and I, I, I had been wanting to meet her because she's a senior pastor uh, of the church. And so, you know, people have gone before you and we're just getting started. But how many of you know that there are people that God will connect you with that will help you get from where you are to where God will have you to be? And he did that for Saul. Thou shalt go forward from here, and thou shalt come to the plain of Tabor, and there shall, shall meet you three men going up to God, to Bethel. One carrying three kids, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a bottle of wine. And in verse 4 it says, and they will salute you and give you two loaves of bread, which thou shall receive of their hands. The other thing that the anointing of God will do in your life is that the favor of God will come upon your life. Things you're not even asking for. Things that you're not even looking for. Or things that you, you need, desire, you're not out there looking for them. They're out there looking for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody shout favor. Phone calls, new contracts, open doors that no man can shut, closed doors that no man can open. Hallelujah. The favor of God is real. Glory be to God. And then, let's keep going, one more. In verse 5, it says, After that thou shalt come to the hill of God, where is the garrison of the Philistines? And it shall come to pass, when thou art come thither to the city, that thou shalt meet uh, a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a palsy tree, and a, a tabret, and a pipe, and a harp before them. And they shall prophesy. Verse 6, listen to this. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and thou shalt prophesy with them. And listen to this right here. Underline it, put a star, whatever you want. And shall be turned 
into another man. The anointing of God, Brother Chris, will cause you to turn to another man. Myra, the anointing of God will come upon your life and will change you into another woman. A woman that you never thought you would be. A woman that you never thought, you know, doing things you never thought you could do. By the anointing of God, you should be changed from one image of God's glory to another. It'll make you look so... <laughs> People will look at you and be like, what, what is going on? Something happened. Did you do something recently? It'll turn you to another man. It'll turn you to another woman. The anointing of God will change you and make you to be what God has called you to be. Hallelujah. It's so empowering when you think about it. You can't make this up. You can't even try to do the, I, I've been there. I try to make things happen. I try to change myself. I try to change people. I try, but you can't. This is not something you try. This is something that you do. And you, when you do it, you begin to see the change, the transformation, the restoration, the recoveries, the favor of God. You become somebody you never thought. Anybody here? Only by the anointing. It says that he turned into another man. Oh, hallelujah. By the anointing, by the Holy Spirit. That was an extra. Turn to John, say anointing for breakthrough. In John chapter 14, glory be to God. Woo! Praise the name of the Lord. I'm going to continue on the Holy Spirit because the anointing is the outflow of the Holy Spirit. In John 14, verse 15, beginning in 15, this is Jesus speaking of the promise of the Spirit. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. What's the best way to express that you really love Jesus? Obey his word. That's it. Obey his word. Amen. The Bible says in the last days, many would worship me with their mouths, but their hearts will be far away from me. That's the days we're living in. People say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. But their hearts are far away from him because they only worship him and serve him with their mouth. But not he, not you. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And Jesus said, and I will pray the Father. And he shall give you another comforter. Somebody say comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Say forever. 
And then it says, we're going to read all the way to 21, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwell with you and shall be in you. See, the Holy Spirit was dwelling with them, but then he says, he shall dwell in you. Hallelujah. And then he said, I will not leave you comfortless. He knew how his disciples were feeling. Imagine you're with Jesus and, 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 and that he was your comfort because, you know, he's going to take care of you. Right? We ain't going to go hungry with Jesus. Ain't nobody going to mess with us when Jesus is around. Come on. We're rolling with Jesus. And they were comforted. That was, he was their comfort. But Jesus said, I, I, I'm going uh, to pray to the Father and he shall give you another comforter. Another comforter, another comforter, another of me to comfort you. And then, so he knew how they were feeling. And he says, verse 18, I will not leave you comfortless. Who's thankful for that? He says, I will come to you yet a little while, and the world seed me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day, say at that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Th that day already passed. That day, you know, the, the comforter already came at the day of Pentecost. X1, X2. Amen. And so, but listen to that. He says, and in that day ye shall know that I am in the Father, how will we know? Because the Spirit of Truth, He will, He will, He will tell us all truth. Jesus said He will take from uh, from me and He will reveal it to you. Amen. And He, so listen, listen to this. This is, and it says He said, and at that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and you. I am in. Jesus said, I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He is in us. And we are in him by the spirit of God. Amen. How can I see myself pitiful? How can I not think that I can't have a breakthrough? How can I seem, think that my, my situation cannot change when I'm a carrier of breakthrough? If, if, if I am in him and he is in me, how can I, how can I, I fear for the future? How can I see myself not making it? I will not only not just make it, but I will help others make it. Because what I carry is enough, not just for me, but to help others break through. Because he, he, he is in the Father. It, it, it says, you will know that I am in the Father. I am in you, and you are in me. That's why Jesus said in John, he said, abide in me. What does to abide mean? To live, dwell, remain. That's what Christianity is. It's, it's not just paying God a visit every once in a while, like on a Sunday, and then just don't even know he exists the rest of the week. Dwell in me, and I in you. He says, and you can ask for whatever, and it shall be given unto you. Hallelujah. That's dwelling, that's remaining, that's abiding, that's living in. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And then in verse 21, it says, He that had my commandment 
and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and I will manifest. Underline that long. I will manifest myself to him by the spirit. Jesus will manifest. What does that word manifest? Reveal. Make, make himself real. Jesus. The same Jesus that walked on this earth, that multiplied the fish, that, that made water come out of a rock. Come on, that healed the lame, that restored sight to the blind. The, 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 I will, I, he said, I will manifest myself in you. And when you let him manifest himself in you, then he will begin to manifest himself through you. Praise the name of the Lord. The Holy Spirit. So, note this. Jesus called the Holy Spirit the comforter. Say comforter. And by doing that, Jesus revealed his mission. What was the mission of the comforter? To make God's people comfortable. Just as when Jesus was here on this earth. Not comfortable in the sense of, you know, you know what I mean. But to give, to make them comfortable just like they were when Jesus was here on this earth. They knew Jesus took care of them. They seen what Jesus did. And the Holy Spirit came to be their personal comforter. That is what he is to you. He is your comforter. He will make you comfortable. Every discomfort, any abnormality, any harassment in your life, anything out of order, it shall be strengthened by the Holy Spirit who has come to comfort you. See, it's more than just, ah, or, ah, or, ah, or, ah. All that's good, but let him reveal unto you who Jesus is. Let him reveal to you his word. Let him comfort you. That is why the believer is the only one that no matter what is happening, they, people think they're crazy because they, they, they got joy. They're still thriving. They're still sowing and reaping. They got peace. Because it, it's by the Holy Spirit. It's by the anointing. We can only do that by the anointing. We can only do that by the Holy Spirit. And people don't understand that. But you do. Hallelujah. That's why I would go about acknowledging him. First, you receive him. If you've not been filled with the Holy Spirit, whoo, today is your day. Come on. You see, when you give your life to Jesus, 
the, you, are re, you receive a regeneration of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit comes in you to make you new. To make you new. That's one. But then there's a, a, a baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's a regeneration of the Spirit that hap, takes place when you give your life to Jesus. That, and it's the same Holy Spirit. It's not like a junior Holy Spirit, a, the brother's Holy Spirit, or the cousin's Holy Spirit. It's the same Holy Spirit that comes and makes you brand new. That's one thing. It's like, like whenever uh, uh, the, 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 the Samaritan woman, when Jesus went to the well, there was a Samaritan woman, and, and Jesus said, give me some. She went to go draw water, and Jesus said, give me something to drink. And, and she, she kind of like freaked out a little bit because she said, you are a Jew. How can you ask a Samaritan to, to drink some water? And Jesus said, if you only knew who you have standing in front of you. <laughs> See, because when Jesus came to the scene up to that point, you know what I'm saying? But when Jesus arrived, my people... I'm telling you about Jesus. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a Savior, Jesus, that comes and makes you whole. That washes your sin away white as snow. The whole. <laughs> and, and Jesus said, if you only knew who you have in front of you. Come on. If you only knew where you're at, what you stepped into this morning. If you only knew that the moment you walked into this place or the moment you made a decision to be in the house of the Lord was the moment that breakthrough was available to you. You can sit here and, and, and you know, the enemy will be doing a good job to get, get you distracted and thinking about what's at home. But if you can just hearken to the word of the Lord. If you, just like Jesus told that Samaritan woman that lived a busted up life, was on her sixth marriage, was a failure at everything. Jesus said, if you only knew. And if you're on your sixth marriage, there's nothing against you. Let that be the last one. Glory to God. God will help you. No condemnation. We want to help you. But that woman's state was in a bad place. I was in a bad place. And I was going to church. Olga, that's the most horrible thing, going to church and live a busted up life. Until I determined with myself, God, if you're real, make yourself real in my life. Reveal yourself. by the, And then the Holy Spirit began to enlighten me and transform me and change my life and fill me with himself. And I believe what I read. I believe what I what I. What I, I, began to, I began to see it. And Jesus said, if you only knew. And, and I can see the woman standing with her bucket. Are you Stephanie? Oh, my gosh, Stephanie, so good to see you. You're um, whose sister? Belon's sister. So good to have you here. Praise God. If you only knew. Hermana. No es nada para el Señor. And the woman standing there with her bucket. Doing what she always did. Come and draw water. Go home. Drink it. Be thirsty again. 
pastors, that's a lot of Christians. They come to church on Sunday. They drink a little bit. They go home, and then they're thirsty. Why? Because there's another part. Oh, let's move. <laughs> and she's standing there with her bucket, and Jesus said, "If you, he didn't condemn her. He didn't say, da-da-da-da-da. He didn't say any of that. If you only knew who you have in front of you. She didn't know. She, she, she didn't know. She was a Samaritan woman, an outsider. But Jesus loved everybody. Whoever wanted could come. He, never, he didn't point out her sin. You know, he knew her condition. Just like he knows my condition. But he loved, he loved us while we were yet still sinners. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Well, we try to act good. I mean, he, we should be good, but after, let him help us be good, you know. And then he, he, Jesus said, if you drink of, he said, if you drink of this water in this well, he said, you're going to thirst again. He says, but if you drink out of the waters that I give you, you shall never thirst. He was talking about, he was talking about salvation. He was talking about the regeneration of the spirit. He was talking about, let me give you this new life. Let me help you. And she was like, I perceive you are a prophet. And she, and then she ended up um, going home. And, but, you know, he, he did tell her to go. She, she's... I forgot how it went, but anyways, she, she, did she was going to go bring her husband, but she wasn't married. And then, so he told her, yeah, the one you're with, he, you're not married, and you've been living with him, and he's your, like, fifth husband. But, you know, he helped her. He helped her. He helped her because God wants to help you. If there's sin in your life, God wants to help you. God didn't, Jesus didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. The wages of sin is death. It destroys you. Let's not sugarcoat anything. And so she became an evangelist. She went and told the whole city. Yeah. What Jesus did. But he said, if you drink of this waters, you shall never thirst. You shall never thirst. That's the regeneration of the spirit. But then there is... Another. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ooh. I have to show you the difference. Glory to God. Praise the name of the Lord. In John 7... Let's read that for a little bit real quick. Whoo! 737. Thank you so much. You see, your new life in Christ, you are regenerated, you're made new by the Holy Spirit. Amen. The same Holy Spirit. He make he gives you new life. It's like you, you, that the, the Holy Spirit, you, you become a well, a well. You're no longer having to go draw from a well. 
That's what Jesus was telling the Samaritan woman. You can become this well. <laughs> That's what it's a, so you can take a salvation, the regeneration of the spirit is like a well, a well in which we can draw. That's why there's a scripture that even says that, uh, 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 that with joy, we will draw from the wells of salvation. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And so with joy, we draw from the wells of salvation. Well, the wells of salvation are in us. That's, you know, that's what we, we've become. And so, but how many of you know wells are limited because they need rain. They need water. So that's why comes the baptism or the infilling. There's a regeneration of the spirit, gives you new life. And then there is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So he comes and he fills you with himself. That's what Jesus was talking about here in John 7, 37. Are you with me? Hallelujah. I look at your neighbor and say, you better stay up. Forget about the tortas that we said we're going to eat afterwards. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. <laughs> look, what, look how excited y'all get. I said tortas. In verse 37, this is, the Bible says, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried, saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scriptures had said, he that believeth in me. So, so let me finish. He that believeth in me, as the scriptures had said, out of his belly, out of, out of his belly shall flow, shall flow rivers, rivers of living water. But this he spake of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. You see, they that believe on him shall receive. So he was talking about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. He was talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit that he gave to the believer. You see, salvation is for the world. But the baptism or the infilling of the Holy Spirit is for the children of God. They can't receive the Holy Spirit. You need a clean vessel before you can be filled. So that's why he makes him, you know, he came to save the world. And he came so that you can become a well, a living well. And Jesus didn't come to leave us dried up. You can be dried up if you want. But I don't know about you. If I can have rivers flowing out of me of living waters. Then my God, Lord, baptize me. Fill me with the Holy Ghost from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Rivers of living waters. He was talking about the Spirit. And I pray you receive the Holy Ghost before you leave out of here. And if you already have them, I pray that you receive a fresh baptism. A fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost to fill your well. To empower you and enable you to continue to run your race. Out of your belly shall flow rivers 
of living, not dead, not muddy, not stinky. Rivers of living waters. You shall receive power. Hallelujah. And the anointing outflows. The anointing. Okay, let me tell you something else now. <laughs> it's just all connecting together. It's all connecting together. Okay, so let me tell you. So there's a difference. Look at Simon before becoming Peter. Simon meant read, which was shakable. That was Simon before he was Peter. He was Simon, which his name meant a reed, which was shakable. Say shakable. Can I tell you that you are called to an unshakable kingdom? But unless you get baptized and unless you get filled with these rivers, you will be shakable. Then after... On the day of Pentecost, then Jesus changed Peter's, Simon's name to Peter, which now he's no more Simon Reed Shakeable, which he was shakable because Simon, as much as he loved Jesus, denied Jesus. He did. He was powerless. He wanted to do good, but he wasn't powerless. So he denied him. As much as he didn't want to, he, he did. But, he you know, he went from Simon, the reed, shakable, to Peter, the rock, unshakable. And that's what happens to you. When you become a well, you can still be shaken, but when... The infilling of the Holy Spirit comes to fill you. There's no room to be shakable. You become unshakable. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you will be my witness. You'll be empowered to be God's witness in the face of anything and anyone. That's why the Apostle Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. You're going to another level. You're going to another level. Your family's going to another level. By the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And so on the day of Pentecost, who was the one? Let, let's go there, Acts. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the name of the Lord. Who's receiving something this morning? I keep going off, but it's okay. I'm not off like... So Acts 1.8, look at it for yourself. Well, hallelujah. Where were they on the day of Pentecost? They were in a room, in an upper room, hiding. 
waiting. Can I tell you something? You don't have to wait for the, Holy, the infilling of the Holy Spirit anymore. People are taught to wait, to tarry. They tarried. And he came, the Holy Spirit. And the same Holy Spirit that fell on that day is the same Holy Spirit that's still here on this earth. Amen. You don't longer have to tarry. The Bible, Jesus said, anyone who thirsts, that's the only requirement to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. He comes to the hungry. He comes to the thirsty. You got to say, I want it. I want, fill my well. Lord, fill my well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of, some of you are going to get filled this morning. Glory to God. I believe already the rain of heaven has been coming down this whole service since we started the, the praise and worship. Hallelujah. And then it says in verse 8, but you shall receive power. Well, verse 4, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Don't go nowhere, he said. But wait for the promise of the Father. Which said he, ye have heard of me. So they were waiting. They were, they were waiting. A lot had happened. Jesus was crucified, you know. They put him in a tomb. The, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the couldn't seize and the wouldn't seize went up to the high officials and said, let us seal a rock into the wall because, you know, he said he was going to rise on the third day, but I think they're going to come and snatch his body. And, you know, and, and, and Jesus. And, and so um, imagine all that they were going through. You know, they, 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 Jesus had told them that what he was going to do, but, you know, how many of you know they were, they were, they were you know, they were there saying, Lord, do what you said you would do, please, you know? And so, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. And then, um, verse 8, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. You shall be witnesses unto me. Jesus said, you're going to be my witnesses. Amen. Unto me, both in in spring, in the south side, in the east side, in the north side, Pasadena, uh, Sugarland, the Woodlands, Conroe, Tomball, Magnolia, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. <laughs> you shall be my witness. Because they're in Jerusalem. They're like, I ain't in Jerusalem, you know. And so, and so the Bible uh, Goes on to say, go to uh, verse, it says that, you know, that they all continue with one accord in verse 14 in prayer and supplication with the woman and Mary. And so, and the mother of Jesus and with his brethren. And then go to verse 2. It says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Say one accord. In one place. Powerful things can happen when you're in one accord. And in one place, just like they happen here. Amen. It says, and suddenly, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it set upon each of them. And they were all 
They were all filled. This is the rivers of living waters that Jesus said, if anyone thirst, let him come unto me. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. Tongues is an outward evidence of the Holy Spirit. Tongues is not the Holy Spirit, but it's an outward evidence of having received the Holy Spirit. You know, people say tongues is of the devil. You ever heard anybody go to the bar and ask for their drink in tongues? No. They all began to speak in other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. And then it says that they were all dwelling in Jerusalem, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noise abroad, the multitudes came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold it, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear ye we, every man speak in our own, la- in our own tongue, wherein we were born? And then it goes to say the different, the different uh, um, uh, people. And then it says here, Uh, In verse 12, and they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? Others mocking, just like today. People mock. That's what, yeah, because the devil never wants you to get this. So that you never operate in this power. So that you never have this enabling outflow coming out of you to do what you never imagined you can do. They mock then, they mock now. Who cares? They mock you before you give your life to Jesus, and they'll mock you when you give your life to Jesus. But if you're still out to please people, then you're, 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 you're not fit for the kingdom. That's what the Bible says. <laughs> Who cares? I'm happy. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm I sleep so good sometimes my husband says I snore. He says, I said, I don't know about that, babe. I'm not calling you a liar, but I don't know about that. He's like, I'm going to see, he probably has me recorded. Y'all don't come asking him for that video, babe. Please help me out here. Help me out here, okay? But you know what? You cook. The Holy Ghost will make you unashamed. Because you know what it is to be broken. You know what it is to fail. You know what it is to be in bondage. You know what it is to be depressed. You know what it is to, come on. It, but, but you know what it is that when Jesus comes and fills you, it feels so, it's so empowering. It feels so good that I, if you, you laugh at me, I'm going to laugh. You're, 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 you make me laugh because, listen, I know you're sad. You don't got what I got. You can't have it, but you don't got what I have. And that's why I look at you like you're sad. <laughs> People filled with the Holy Ghost don't envy the world. They don't feel like they're missing out because they know they're not. People talk about people talk about you. People talk about me. People will always talk about, but I just go. <laughs> You're missing out, sister. Okay? You're missing out, brother. You're missing out. 
Let me tell you, I don't end, I'm not, what am I going to envy? Your temporary things? Please. Come on. What is it? The Bible says that we belong uh, from, we're from an unshakable kingdom. So then it, it says others mocking said these men are full of wine. They're drunk. So, you know, there is a such thing as being drunk in the spirit. And, and pe- the devil mocks that too because, because he, don't, he wants you to keep experiencing the counterfeit. There's, there's the wine of the Holy Ghost and there's the, everything God has made, Satan has counterfeit everything else. Why settle for the counterfeit that, you know, <laughs> when you got the new wine of the Holy Ghost. I remember drinking wine. I remember as a medical assistant, we had a happy hour. I get you. I am in mensas. And, 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 you know, one for this. You know, but you open a door, one, another, and another this, and another this, and another until I got a hold of the new wine of the Holy Ghost. But, see, they thought they were drunk. They thought they were drunk because they must have looked like. <laughs> Why is it weird that you're in church and people are laughing and they're excited you know what I'm saying? And they're loud and they're like, <laughs> you know, and like, you know, just, just acting, acting crazy for the Lord. Why is it weird? But why is it not weird at the cousin's house or at the club? People are falling and, and, and acting stupider than ever, cheating on people, putting their money nowhere, exposed to the things of the enemy. But that's, that's normal. That ain't, that, there's not, that's nothing to mock, but this is, let me tell you something. When you grab a hold of the new wine of the Holy Ghost, and, and you don't wake up. You don't wake up messed up. <laughs> no hangover. Not broke. You don't wake up in somebody else's bed? What's that? Or in another house? It's true. that The devil loves to bust people up. Family, especially. He hates marriages and he hates families. If I can just break up. The Bible says a house divided cannot stand. So what do you think he targets? Why can't we say enough is enough? I'm going to surrender my life to Jesus. Give me some of that new wine, Pastor. Do the altar call already because I'm, I'm ready. Stop talking. I, I've been there. I've been there. Temporary fixes. Why? When we are a child of God, when we are carriers and we can be filled with the, with the spirit of God, if you drink these waters you will never thirst again out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters empowered hallelujah 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 lift up your hands right now lift up your hands right now and just ask the lord
to help you. Ask the Lord. If you're already filled with the Holy Ghost, ask the Lord to fill you afresh. If you're not baptized with the Holy Spirit, say, Father, in the name of Jesus, fill me, Lord. Fill me. Fill me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Whoo, glory be to God. The reign of heaven is coming down. Praise the name. Worship team, go ahead and come on up. Glory be to God. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you are going to go from shaken to unshakable. Hallelujah. No more being moved. No more tossed through and fro. No more going through the same repetitive failures. Hallelujah. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost comes and fills you. Glory be to God, the comforter, the comforter, the one who was sent to comfort you. Just like as if Jesus was with the disciples. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let me close. I love you and I want to help you. Jesus said in John 16, verse 5 through 7, let me read this and I'm going to pray. But now I go away. Now I go my way to him that sent me. And none of you ask at me, whither goest thou? But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow had filled your heart. Remember, they were sad. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient. Say expedient. Expedient. Jesus said it is expedient for you, for you, that I go away. They were sad. Sorrow had filled them because Jesus that was there with them is Jesus that is now about to leave them. But Jesus said this word, important word. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter, that's what I'm talking about today this morning. The comforter, the Holy Spirit will not come unto you. But I will depart and I will send him unto you. That is who he sent on the day of Pentecost. That is who he, he, he will send. I'm not, I, I said this wrong. He will not send him. He's already here. He's not going to send him. He's already here. See, we got to correct ourselves because sometimes we can make a mistake. God will send him. He already sent him. He's not going to send him. Now that he's here, all it takes for you to receive. And what is the requirement? Thirst. He will never come and fill somebody that doesn't want him. So when I get the invitation and you want to, you come to receive. You don't come to see what happens. You won't get filled. You come to receive him. And you know what? I don't baptize people. Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost. He is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. And you can receive that comforter. See, I wanted to get your eyes off the, you know, everything that, the, the outwardness of it. And I wanted to, you to focus on the personality, on the person of the Holy Spirit, of who he is. So that when you, when he fills you with himself, when you receive him, then you know who's coming to you. The comforter. The comforter. I was filled with the comforter today. Ooh, and you wait and see. You wait and see, you're no longer going to just desire to do what is right. You're going to be empowered. Empowered to do what is right. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He said, it is expedient. Say expedient. Expedient. That word expedient means profitable. 
rough, but God never wants, the only thing he wants to take from you is sin. That's it. He, God is not a taker. He's only a taker of, he, he came to take your sin. He's a giver of life. He's a giver of life. And, and Jesus said, it is expedient for you that I go away. Did he go away? We just had Resurrection Sunday. Amen. He did go away. And then over 2,000 years, he sent the comforter. And that same comforter is here today. And he wants to fill you today. It is expedient. It is profitable. Say profitable. profitable. The Holy Spirit makes your life profitable. He makes your life profitable. He knew what he was doing. And he sent him to comfort you. To make your life more comfortable. It is true that the disciples mourned after he left, but it was only for a short time. For after him came the one who would fill them and he would comfort them and empower them. To go from the, where they were to where God will have them to be. The Bible says that, that the, the world is in expectations for the true sons of God to be manifested. And it's by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that manifests the true sons of God. I want everyone to bow their head this morning. That was my introduction to the anointing for breakthrough. And I'm going to continue these next couple of weeks. On these lines, you're going to be the most profitable people. You're going to be the most empowered people. There is that which the Holy Spirit manifests in our lives. And I'll get into that later on but I'm going to go ahead and stop here and I'm going to pray so number one every head bow nobody moving just because you don't want to be a distraction if you hear this morning the first thing you must do is be born again how born again can I go back into my mother's womb no be born of the spirit and of the word if you're here this morning and you've never given your life to Jesus, if you are not born again, you don't remember a day that you surrender your life to him, I want to pray for you this morning. That's the first thing you, 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 you need to do. Let him give you new life. We're lost without him. We'll perish. But... The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only beloved son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So the Bible also says that the wages of sin is death. But the gift, there is a gift in God and it's eternal life. And whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So that's the first thing. If you're here this morning, you've never been born again. You've never given your life to Jesus. But today you've come. And today you, you, you say, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to the Lord. I want new life. Would you please pray for me? If that's you, right where you're at, just lift up your hand and let me know that's you. Right where you're at. Just thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you, ma'am, in the back. Thank you. Anybody else? Don't leave out of here the same. 
Don't leave out of here the same. Amen. So I seen those hands to receive Jesus Christ for the first time. Thank you, ma'am. More hands are going up. Maybe you're here this morning and you might say, you know what, Pastor Sunday, I've already given my life to Christ. You know, back then, way back then. But, you know, there's things that happened in your life that took place in your life. Life happened. I don't know. Only you know. But you know that due to those things that took place in your life, little by little, you have, you, they cost you to get away from the things of God. You were once walking with the Lord, standing firm, unshakable, full of the Holy Ghost. But maybe, you know, because of everything that happened, and things do happen. You, found yourself, you find yourself far away from the Lord. But today you came, today you heard, and today you say, I, I want to, I uh, you know, give my, come back to Jesus. I want to rededicate my life to the Lord. I want God to give me a clean slate and a fresh start. You know, he'll do that for you. The Bible says that, you know, that if you sin and you confess your sin, that God is faithful and just, not only to forgive you of all acts of unrighteousness, but he cleanses you. And that means that he puts you right back in a place as if you've never left. As if you've never sinned. So if that's you this morning, you say, I want to come back to Jesus. I want a fresh start with the Lord. Would you please pray for me? Right where you're at, just lift up your hand right now. Right now. Just lift up your hand. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Hallelujah. Thank you, ma'am, in the back. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. 